Welcome to The Color of Ideas. I have such an unusual podcast today. I don't think I will ever outdo myself on this one. It has absolutely nothing to do with any of the arts. This is, I guess you could say, a memory lane thing, but but something more than that. Okay, let's get started. My grade school, St. Anthony's Catholic School in Northeast Washington, D.C., celebrates its 100th year anniversary this year. So I'm still connected to that school through a newsletter, which, you know, here I am at 73. My grade school has, has my number, so to speak. So I get that newsletter once a month. And well, it caused me to start thinking back about my first grade through eighth grade experience. Now this is, all all of my teachers, virtually all of my teachers were nuns, Benedictines. There was one exception in the fourth grade I had Mrs. Hall. But it was a a very traditional Catholic upbringing. Uh, First grade, I was 56, I graduated in 1964 from the eighth grade. Okay, I have no happy memories. None. Not one. None. They were... It was... Here are a couple um, memories that kind of uh, capture the experience. First grade, the sister came over to my desk, picked me up out of my seat by my ponytail, stood me up and said, take off your sweater, you're making me hot. (laughs) It's unbelievable. Okay, now let's, uh, I call it a a bookend um, memory that goes to eighth grade. A day after graduation, sister called me at home. I mean, when did that ever happen? Never. So she said, come to school. I want to talk to you. So, of course, it was the end of the year. There wasn't anybody there. It was the sister meeting me. Uh, We met in um, my eighth grade classroom. And then she had what I would call a temper tantrum and screamed and just had a fit about some issues uh, for which I was not to blame. I won't even bother what the issues were. Okay, I was completely innocent. But here's the thing. I was raised to... No one said this. No one said priests and nuns are uh, semi-divine. But that was what we children absorbed. So how, how, do you, how do you defend yourself before God? I mean, I didn't say a thing. I, I went home. I had walked there, about a mile and a half walk, which I loved, I love walking, still do. And, and I had an hour, hour, I mean, a mile and a half walk home. I was in tears and hugely distraught and affected by that experience, down to today, I supposed, in some way. Now, even then, at 14, I realized, well, my parents were wrong. She's not a god. You know, she's just a cranky old lady. And so that was the end of 
of that misconception. Um, so, you know, it, it really didn't ruin me, but it, it, it did rattle. It did rattle me. Okay, so I determined when I got this, uh, this newsletter announcing the 100th anniversary that I would write to the editor of the newsletter and pretty much share what I just said. Now, in writing it, however, and this is why I like to write, um, I was able to think through things and come to some conclusions that I never would have gotten to if I hadn't started uh, that email. And here's the conclusion. That, and, and, and I'm really basing my conclusion on my experience with our children. Okay, many of our children, well, I would actually probably say all of them, when they think about how we raised them, when they remember their childhoods, they tend to remember their wounds, their hurts, their disappointments. That's what they remember. They don't give much time and memory space to the happiness and the good. And since we homeschooled all six of them, and in the 80s and 90s, that wasn't a real big deal. I mean, that wasn't something that people did. When we lived in Maryland through the 80s and the mid 90s, we didn't know any other family who homeschooled. It wasn't until we moved to Texas in 95, a lot of people were homeschooling in Texas in the 90s. And I'm sure that's very, you know, very much true now. But so, you know, they, they had a lot of axes to grind and, and they still do. Uh, now, some of them have resolved everything and come to a, a place of appreciation, but a number of them have not. So that actually helped me and, uh, to see that my memories of, of my education, that was first eight years, and, and to be frank, my memories of high school and all-girls Catholic high school is no better. I have no happy memories at all. But those, those memories and the conclusions that I drew about those years uh, at the time, which I see now have, you know, are still there, you know, in my 70s, they were all formed um, when I was still a kid. And I have mistaken them as being complete and accurate. They aren't complete and they aren't entirely accurate. Okay, and here's what I was able to see when I wrote to the editor of the grade school newsletter. Um, what did I get out of my eight years in, um, in grade school? I got a very sound education, which stood me very well in high school. Okay, that's huge. Okay, I also got an extraordinarily sound Catholic education, which uh, is still there. Okay, I'm uh, practicing Catholic to this day, and that school, those eight years of school, gave me a, a foundation on which I have built. Uh, was able to build. So, despite the fact that my my memories are so poor, I, 
they achieved two important goals, education and faith. And in the case of our children, you know, with their many, many issues with my husband and me, the terrible uh, wounds and effects of this, that, and the other, um, <laughs> they all grew up, have grown up to be wonderful adults, uh, responsible people, um, moral people, thinking, productive, creative, uh, wonderful people. So now I don't, they don't see that. And like me, you know, they're limited by uh, formulations they came upon when they were children, which they see as complete and accurate. Uh, so the result of writing that email is that I have, just, just like as an adult, we all have to forgive our parents and for whatever we held against them. And in time, we not only forgive them, but I think we begin to, you do eventually begin to see, look what they did for me. You know, I'm one of five children. And the fact that all five of us, you know, we're in our 70s and 80s, and all of us are, are married to our first spouses. All of us raised our uh, children in the faith, which are big accomplishments. And all of us uh, are responsible, good character um, people. <laughs> that is a triumph. What, so whatever I held against my parents at one time, I made peace with that decades ago. Uh, but I didn't make peace with my education. And, and so the conclusion that I came to when I wrote that email, it was just what I, I mentioned, that I had blessings which have stood me well throughout my life. And I've seen them clearly for the first time. And it was very liberating. And then it also um, you know, helped me to recognize what was going on with our own children who are uh, in their 20s and 30s. So actually, our oldest is now 40. Uh, um, so, um, so it helped me to put that all in perspective, that they too are doing what I did, which is they only have a list of, of um, mistakes. It's sort of like looking at a line of nails. You know, you notice the one that's standing up. You don't notice the ones that are integrated into the structure, carrying, bearing the weight and helping the structure stay together. You notice the things that, you know, it's sort of like the squeaky wheel. Well, I'm just grateful that I wrote that email and I, I settled a score that was, you know, it's sort of like that nail that was standing up. Okay, it's now integrated into the structure and will no longer be an issue for me. And, and I'm, you know, really happy about that and wanted to share it. And maybe, you know, you can look at your life a little bit differently as well um, in consideration of these things. Okay, just wanted to share. Catch you next time. So long.